very good evening to our listeners. Uh, I'm Sash, your host for today's episode on Full Kit Banter. And uh, just to let the listeners know, I'm not cherry picking which episode I'm supposed to host, but it's because of events that transpired over the weekend. But um, I'm not going to introduce the guys yet, but uh, it's good news. We have uh, the full squad right now, and I'm sure the avid listeners will know uh, that we have uh, our Newcastle correspondent, uh, Cash. Yo. What's up, Cash? What's up? Yeah, we have uh, our league leader in Arsenal, and uh, our correspondent is uh, BK. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Yeah, we have Nathan, who supports uh, Manchester United. Hey. We have uh, Manchester City <laughs> correspondent, uh, Lionel. Yo. As well as um, the man in the trenches this week, uh, Pascal. What's up? <laughs> <Say> hi, <man. laughs> You can't hear him because what it do, yeah. <laughs> Mister Liverpool, born and bred, and I've already said a mouthful, uh, So I do like it though, like introducing like the Avengers. I, I appreciate that. I've never done that before. <laughs> I might do it in the future. Da-na. I like how Arsenal got league leaders, and then it was like the guy who supports Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've been your your team has been pretty much on the pedestal. Yeah, you won the, the Carling past, Cup uh, last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, the Carling Cup, man, it's no small feat. <laughs> so I'm guessing. Wait, should we uh, just leave us the disrespect <laughs> in like two minutes? That's some events. sarcasm. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not. I know that you guys can't actually see it because we're not on camera, uh, and the listeners can't do as well. But um, I've actually prepared a bottle of soy sauce. A bottle of pepper and salt, and I'm just gonna get ready to cook you guys. Hey, let's go after all the uh, abuse, you know. How does he get so arrogant with like I I thought he was gonna use the salt to rub in the wounds, but cook us. I like it. Yeah, it's gonna be a tasty meal today. So, um, what gives, man? (laughs) Like, how do you go from being, um, you know, Mm. the sponsors of Seven Up? Uh, being featured in like uh, <laughs> Prata stalls all over Singapore to losing to Bournemouth, man. We're, we're the Game of Thrones of the Premier League, la. let's put it this way. Uh, you guys are the Robin Hood of like the Premier League, man. Yeah, I mean, same thing happened with uh, the win against City, then we lost to Forest, right? The week later. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, you just reminded me Same thing. About and that. I can tell you, I watched both the Forest game and the Bournemouth game, it's almost identical. Just the timing of the goals were different. So, uh, I mean, for those who listened last week, uh, I was dead serious when I was like, this Bournemouth game wasn't a gimme. Like, it was a... The, it was not the one game I didn't want. Like, you still expect Liverpool to beat Bournemouth away, but I was just like, the way this season has gone, like, I wasn't heading into it confident, and the, the second half especially showed lah. Who else watched the game actually? I know Lionel watched it. Yep. Uh, I watched it as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lionel immediately <laughs> just sent like GIFs and I was just like, shit, <laughs> I can't run. It was GIF City, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> from, let's hear and from um, your perspectives, la, from, from a like, non fan, like a rival perspective. Uh, okay, my quick. I'm going to give a quick minute. Uh, yeah. Van Dyke, man, just he's defending with his aura again. Like he was, like really good for the past three games, 
especially against uh, United, where he did show his leadership capabilities. He was right place, right time. He commanded the back line well. And then against Bournemouth, I just saw a different Van Dyke. He's pretty much Jekyll and Hyde and... More Jekyll than Hyde now. Uh. I mean, sorry, mm. more Hyde than Jekyll at the moment. Jekyll is a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, or the normal I remember one. him... There were two challenges that the Van Dyke of seasons ago, prior to that injury that he had, he would have just gone in. But it seemed like he was hesitant to actually win his 50-50s. I agree. Because he, like, football's a mental sport. Mm. And if you have had a bad injury before, you will be really hesitant to go in again and, you know, risk getting injured. Especially at, was it his knee? Or yeah, was it ACL, his, man. The it was his knee. Oh, yeah. Was it ACL? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just not a good showing from Van Dijk at all. Mm-hmm. I think Robertson was the best in that back line. Konate, he was ooh, good as well. I feel that, that Robbo, he was the best out of that back five. I mean, okay, exclude the goalkeeper. He was the best out of that back four. Uh, Trent was being Trent again. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let you I'll let you say your piece. La. So and then the say. cherry... Uh, excuse my pun, yeah. but the cherry on top of the the cake is Salah ballooning wow. that penalty to outer space, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so much. Yeah, like I think any everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Uh, where like I you said Robo was your best of the bunch, which isn't saying much, but I thought this maybe isn't Robertson's fault. I think the way Klopp set up. Uh, it should have changed something, man. I can't remember uh, uh, Bournemouth's right winger. We were guessing him up during the game. Uh, someone help me out here. <laughs> What's um, his name? Jesus Christ. The man. Like, we'll, 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 we'll fix it in post. Um, yep. The Bournemouth right wing was basically... Otara, right? Yeah. It was, he, like, we Otara, saw him yeah. beat us for pace several times. It's just his finishing was a bit lackluster. We should have seen the warning signs... And ironically, the the toughest of his chances, Bournemouth eventually scored. It's actually Billing who scored it. Uh, Van Dijk, no excuses. La. Like, he had three chances to actually block or clear that. But And it's, it's not like Van Dijk is a slow defender, but he, he was like jogging, man. Like... <laughs> does he just not... Bro, he, he was defending with his aura. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Does he... Like, I love Van Dyke, but even I have to, like, call him out, like, does he not understand the risk of getting that ball in? Like, does he just trust his defenders behind him that much to deal with it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the only explanation I can I can think of is he's afraid to overextend because he's just been out with an injury, but... If that's the case, then surely you don't play, right? If if the injury is still there, so um, he did recover well in the second half. I think he had a one v one with Solanke, but still, like the damage was done. Uh, Trent can't defend at the back post. Like I swear, I've seen someone needs to do a compilation of Trent like defending back post crosses. I think there already is because a- yeah, it's like it, 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 it is horrific. Eh, like yeah. My guy is... 
one of the most talented I've seen uh, with the ball at feet with distribution but his spatial awareness is 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 beating a dead horse at this point la. like like is everyone who watches football knows that Trent especially the thing about the Trent is a liability yeah the thing about Trent is uh, yes you know that he has defensive deficiencies but you can always count on his uh, you know attacking instincts like the crosses into the box but those seem to have dried against up against Bournemouth well. I didn't really nah, see yeah, there's nothing I, I didn't see any of that there's nothing so, Mm. I mean like I, And then uh, Yeah go ahead it, Yeah uh, Going back to um, You know the, the penalty incident Like I, I do remember you mentioning Offline That You know Milner was already On the pitch Before Like the penalty was given So um, I think cl- I think Milner was your penalty taker I think Like your main penalty taker changed. Even when Salah was on Yeah but yeah, I yeah. think Because yeah, yeah. Salah is like the golden boot chasing fella, you want to give him the goal, so the he golden, now takes the penalty. golden boot chase, bro? The golden boot race is dead. Like, the <laughs> only guy with a sniff is Kane, and even he's eight goals behind. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, Salah is like, he's in good form, but, um, I mean, hindsight 2020, la, like, like, you would still think he scores, um, but that was uh, one of the worst penalties I've seen, man. Not just from Salah, but like, from anyone it, it just didn't look right From the start I don't know Should, yeah, like, When in doubt Just Jamie Vardy The penalty For mm. those of you Who don't know What I'm talking about Like just Smash it down the middle Like Most of the time mm. it, it will at least If the keeper Gets a leg to it Fair enough But most of the time Like that goes in So Once that, that yeah, Penalty went wide that, It was pretty um, much done That this Penalty right was actually the first penalty in a year that Liverpool we've got in the league, right? Yeah, and we're never gonna yeah. get one again for like <laughs> the rest of the season now. Oh gosh! So but I, I want to hear like some of. I mean, even if you guys haven't watched them, didn't watch the game because I know it was a Saturday, it was an early kickoff. But surely you must have like some. Just cook maybe in, it's man. like funny, maybe it's frustrating. Like I want to hear like what you guys have to you know say about. Just the the inconsistency because it's ridic- It's getting to a point where it's like not just inconsistent. It is. It's like a bookie's dream slash nightmare, right? It's, mm. it's so unpredictable at this point. I know. I know that Klopp is Cash's favorite like, <laughs> manager. So, Clear, <laughs> yeah, just by a mile. Thoughts, right? Um, <laughs> I I haven't been keeping tabs on what he's up to, but um, I mean it's never funny to see a giant fall. Especially it's like if funny. you, it's not good to lie. I was like, mm. <laughs> okay, I I think it's not funny for I think like for me it's because I'm never involved. But you guys has have always been involved, like at not the top yet, of the table, bro. Give it like there, four so, years. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like you you guys will love it if one of your rivals fall. But mm. to me, it's like I I think the 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 signs has always been there in the season and. I mean, going if, if you want to relate back to like a Newcastle thing, uh, Sunderland will always get a result against Newcastle. So it's like, doesn't matter on form when these things happen. It's like, they do it for the pride. They do it for whatever other reasons other than form. So form is not necessarily the important thing when it comes to like uh, Liverpool Man United. So uh, maybe they are just still in that same rut, just that is that game was an on-off game. Right. Oh, right. 
Nate, I know do you think any any glee in <clears throat> in seeing the 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 uh, the Liverpool fans sort of like eat humble pie? I was just gonna say that. I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> not not yeah. me in particular. I mean, I I'm hear, not really. I, I know. I I just hear like Nate like just gleaming through as you said that. No, no, because like I it came to bite us right back in in our own game, but like it's um it was one of those like uh, for for me I was hoping like wh- why didn't they just save this form for the next game <laughs> yeah. and like spare us the the trashing but uh, I know the United fans were out in full force to to remind y'all mm. about about this result um I guess to to me it was kind of shocking just the but I guess also not okay I'm just caught into minds here the first one being that with how well y'all played against us in the previous week. Uh, to see that kind of drop in form seems a little bit uh out of character. But then looking at how United played before that match as well, before the the Liverpool match, and how we had that massive drop in form in like one half alone, it becomes quite clear that this can happen in football. But it, at the same time, it still kind of leaves you wondering like, and what's really the point of going out and beating a team seven 0 if you can't keep that minimum consistency to at least like, um. I mean, any team would rather go and win like five games one nil mm-hmm. than to go on a like a a ten nil win and then like struggle to win the next Sounding game. Sounding like my man it. Mourinho. Yeah, I mean, Respect, he he it's knew true. how to get it done, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, hundred mm. percent. So I mean, does that mean that Klopp's losing his touch a little bit? Like, what is the setup? What is the game plan? Or was it also? And I think this could actually be a legit reason. Um, that before a derby. Your players get really hyped up. They are really focused. They kind of know mm-hmm. the roles that they have to play, and then you kind of like are your heads are in the clouds because you've you've beaten a rival by by such a margin that in the next game you feel invincible, and then yeah. you don't actually focus and and go into the game prepared enough. So I it's think that could have happened. Of, um, like a cold, rainy day at Stoke, right? Like those matches where you have to travel and don't really feel up to it. It's when it's the most difficult to get results. I mean, if you go into those knowing that you need a result, I think you can grind it out. I think mm-hmm. it's it's partly also just, I think it really is beating a rival 7-0. You really feel like you can go into any game invincible and maybe you don't feel like you need to grind out the win, which is why mm. in the end, it the, the performance probably wasn't as um, as sharp. As as yep. we have hoped, yeah. But the thing is that that seven nil demolition of United was talked about as like the springboard for Liverpool to f- finally mount the top. But the same push. thing was said after the City win, you know. It, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. just never mm. quite happened for us this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess yeah. I think like Liverpool also look like they kind of this season don't have that um that kind of mentality. That, that Arsenal have been having with, with, with yes. their results. Um, even City as well, they managed to grind out that 1-0 win as well. So that's the thing that maybe is just lacking in this Liverpool side for this season. But we've seen it in, in previous seasons, so it's something that they can definitely get back. It's just the why it's happening this season and why it's happening so consistently. This um, ability to win big and then, and then uh, struggle is... Uh, yeah, it's just it's, I feel like maybe it's just this season, but you know, it's uh, yeah. they can spin it around. Yeah. Also, Bournemouth have shown that there are no pushovers. Even against League Leaders Arsenal mm. last week, actually went up to a two new. The warning signs should have been there. Know. We 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 like yeah. we talk about overconfidence, right? Like, 
I think that's ridiculous. If if the if the Liverpool players actually were overconfident, you just have to look at Bournemouth played decent against Arsenal. Um, I th- I just think eventually Arsenal put too much heat on them and got like a worldie at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so overconfidence. I mean, they've been at the top slash competing at the top for what four years now. This group, like, I don't buy that. Um, it's just it's weird. It's weird because. We'll get to Chelsea in a bit, right? And I know their fortunes have turned, but um, I think it's better for fans and club hierarchy in a way when the season just, you know, is completely like a wash in a sense. Like, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. we're clearly like lacking. But with Liverpool, it's like two weeks, you know, you beat Newcastle, who were at that point only had one defeat. You beat Everton, who had just beat Arsenal. You you beat um, Man United, who had just won the 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 Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup. Um, mm. beat you Napoli. Say Mickey Mouse, right? <laughs> no, no, hey man, not I'm the <laughs> one guy who who will lap up the Carabao and FA Cup right now. But like we beat Napoli. <laughs> yes, we got smashed by them in the first game, but we beat Napoli, first team to inflict mm. a win on them. We know they are flying right now. Um. Mm. So it's just weird. Like I, I, I cannot place this Liverpool team. Um, yeah, it, it's like a. I liken it to like a situation ship, right? You are like, one week mm. we're like, you know, like you know, it's it's fun, and the next week, you know, she doesn't text you. Baby, please text me back. <laughs> but like, it, it's it's just weird. It, it's so, it's like a. Very bizarre. Like I'm, I'm so used to Liverpool competing or just being really like terrible but this season it's it's just been one week okay. sometimes maybe Actually, good sometimes I maybe shit <laughs> <laughs> so no nah, i have my opinion actually it reminds me of the old arsenal uh almost the wenger era like you know like we the the arsenal probably like during the emirates start of the era when you know there were games that we just played magically and then like we go up against Stoke and then boom, we get smashed. No, not saying right. like Stoke is like bad or like whatever, but it's kind of like th- just that. Just the team you wouldn't expect y- to lose to, like your Bolton, you know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. and then and and just and then you just pull up an L against them, and then your fans are all like, like what we we just like won Liverpool three 0 or something, and then like how are we like doing like a. But the thing is, big. Mm. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Bigs, mm. the, the Arsenal like at that time, you still expect them to. They you you believe they could beat anyone, right? On any day, even yeah, like Real Madrid away, you still felt like they could win. No, no, not that strong, la. I don't think our score <laughs> was even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean you guys literally did. You beat Real Madrid away. But he didn't yeah, believe but it. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. But, but BK, like, you have to understand, was... BK was transformed through all the disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but no but uh, I I do see it like mm. it, I think you're gonna have that phase until like I don't want to say manager change but it's kind of like I think Man City does it so well or Pep does it so well that he keeps bringing in people who wants to win you know yeah uh, it's the whole winning mentality thing like you I, you cannot drop standards like I think the reason why Arsenal fans have been so pessimistic was you've gone from like the Invincibles. Yeah, the it era was era where you you seen like Shamak play up front. You yeah, seen uh, Park Chu Young. You seen Skulachi. So, that kind of doubt kind of crept in, 
And when Wenger has said that, you know, top four has to be seen like winning a trophy, right? Standards drop. Yeah. So which is the reason why, like, um, I, I know they are in a pretty good place right now in terms of league position, but you can't blame Arsenal fans for still being a little pessimistic. Hey, even I did it when, um, was it jo- the when Jose and Conte were like, like leading uh, the league with, with Chelsea, I just said that, you know, it's it's not over until I've seen the team lift up the trophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just natural pessimism as a football fan. So I, I think personally, Liverpool might be going through this slump because the players have done it all already and whether they want to win more is another thing. But um, like what you said, the people that Liverpool is currently bringing in isn't, isn't competing at all. Like maybe... Klopp is the one who's not as insistent as Pep when it comes down to mentality of the players. I mean, obviously, we can blame like your players for being overused for that whole run of like three, four seasons of competing for UEFA or even for uh, the Premier League. And they've they done it already. So, and some of your players are already hitting their past their prime and you still have them in here. Um... Uh, look at City, man. I, I I think that has never really been a problem for them. Uh, it's anyone's gonna be a problem for them next season because they have a lot of players that want to leave. Yeah, yeah. I but that's but, a different different yeah. thing to uh, a, a new a, a different set of problems because already the players have won the Premier League like what six times. It's almost times? become like a like a farmers league, right? It's just like you're expected to win. It's um, a PSG thing, unfair, But they never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's a yeah, bit they, unfair but that's the standards they, they set themselves to but I mean City like uh, we'll, we'll, obviously we're going to talk more City later uh, but they, they are also the jury's out man like should um, Arsenal cling on to their lead and, and City will ultimately be judged in Europe right so um, I think for them there's more to be said nearer to the end of the season but uh, to to sort of end on Liverpool, um, the most disappointing thing for me is like uh, sometimes you lose to like your Forest, your Bournemouths, and you're just like okay, whatever. Like that was lame, but you you look at the shots on target, it's like thirty shots on goal, and their goalkeeper is man of the match, right? The most disappointing thing for me was that I don't think Neto made like a save the whole second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me that's the most frustrating and disappointing thing. Like I, uh, didn't see I think any creativity. No runs. No, none oh, of the pain, yeah, yeah, none it's of the intensity a... Arsenal put on them the week before. Like I watched that game, the moment Arsenal went two 0 down, uh, obviously I didn't have any any chips in that game, but I was like. You know, it's at the Emirates. If they can get one goal back in five minutes, you never know. And sure enough, they did. And then they just never stopped. It was relentless. The moment Billing went in, it's almost like Liverpool were like, oh yeah, we got time. And yeah, yeah. the time, just just like that, the game's over, you know? So that was the most frustrating thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to do a quick touch upon, you know, the teams in the relegation zone. Because right mm-hmm. now, it's at, what, Game Week 28. And... It's usually the period where all these teams, right, they actually look uh, in and amongst themselves and say that, hey man, we could actually get relegated, which is the reason why 
they kind of step up their performances by a lot, which you is took them to a much the reason why. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's usually <laughs> like this, but like I I do yeah. remember, you know, uh, my one of my teams, Wigan, like they couldn't hey. win a game until it was like what like ten game weeks left, and then they no one could beat them. They went on like a crazy seven eight game winning streak, beating what was it United, beating Arsenal, en route to actually surviving getting right? out of the yeah, relegation yeah. zone. Portsmouth too, yeah, man. So way back in the mm. day, like it's like two thousand six or something. They West Brom as well, man. Yeah, yeah, West yeah, Brom. Yeah, yeah. So I think there could be more upsets to be had. Like, I mean, there are really, really a lot of upsets already this in this season. But you know, coming up to like the penultimate games and ultimately the 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 end of the season, you could see teams like I mean Everton, right? I know we've pretty much made fun of them they've been like the butt of jokes but they've ended Brentford's 14 game unbeaten mm-hmm. run last game week so yeah it's gonna be insane and even Southampton who beat Chelsea 1-0 that was one of the all time lows for me as a Chelsea fan and <laughs> it got even lower when we lost to Spurs but you know back to Southampton after second and manager right they actually look like they know what they're doing in terms of no defending and whatnot, and they had better finishes. Like, they could have, e- they could yeah. have beaten United at Old Trafford, man. Yeah, I mean, Nate, yeah, man. I actually caught the game. Old, old wall caught. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I actually caught the game, and huge incidents that happened. The one of the major mm-hmm. incident was, you know, the red card, Casemiro's second red card for the season, which, uh, you know, gives you know <laughs> another four match ban. So. Mm-hmm. How long has he been Four banned for since he joined? Like seven, time. like seven matches already, right? Jeez. Inclusive of this some cup upcoming games, ban I think, thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nate, before I get your input on this, right? I was, I I saw the replay of um what led to the red card. So from my perspective, right, watching it in real time, Casemiro was going for the ball. He did get to the ball, albeit a slightly late, but. It's because of how his leg it's landed the jumping, on the ball. It's the feet off the ground. Yeah, and then it kind of deflected upwards and it hit... Um, I, I can't remember who the, the victim was. Uh, but Bednarek, it, I think. Oh, Bednarek, right? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, <laughs> when Ziyech got sent off and then like the referee went to take a look at the VR again and then rescinded the red card and changed it to a yellow. Mm. Because what happened in that scene, right, was... Uh, Ziyech wanted to push um, the opposition player's shoulder and then because it was slippery because uh, maybe he decided to take a leaf out of Triroway's you know, book applied some baby oil and it slipped off his shoulder and then the trajectory of his palm hit the opposition player's face so I kind of thought that when the referee brandished the yellow card to Casemiro I thought was, yeah that is like the right call but when VAR ultimately intervened right and then change it to Reka, I thought, wow, that's that's a bit harsh, man. And that really changed the whole complexity of the game because uh, prior to that, I think Rashford and Sancho, they had opportunities to score, just that uh, Bazunu was in the way. And then straight after the red card, right, like you guys look really um, open in the middle because Ten Hag put, pushed uh, Fernandes back to pivot the midfield and then after that he brought McTominay on yeah. so you guys really look like 
it really looked imbalanced. I mean, obviously because you guys were down to like 10 men. And then when Walcott was true on goal, I thought, oh, oh damn, that's it, man. It's nah, going to be like one year to the Arsenal stays the, with the, you, the pace, the, I, like, I mean, obviously, yes, all players lose their pace, but I remember watching Walcott like destroy Liverpool in that Champions yeah. League quarter mm. final or it was either yeah I think it was the quarter final like he just dribbled from his box to like our <laughs> box this is the yeah. lightning quick and then against United Can't. I was like oh god he's through on goal and then and he had so much space yeah. <laughs> the thing about Walcott right is even though like Walcott of what 5-10 years ago yes he had pace but even though when he was through on goal it was always a 50-50 yes. whether he could score I think that's yeah. what ultimately prevented him from being elite right Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah. Go back to the Southampton game. Yeah. Uh, so so Nate, like, mm. you you caught the game, right? Yeah, <laughs> I did. And actually, like, I think you just covered, if not all the points. The main thing was that just before the red card, I I too felt that United were growing into the game, and I think, um, red card aside, we probably would have gotten the better of them. Um, but, uh, I think just a couple of interesting points. The first one being that. Um, knowing Casemiro, I also think that he wasn't really going for the guy's shin in the first place. Um, but it's obviously um quite dangerous. But you know, my man got caught in the freeze frame, and that's like a you. There's no running once they they kind of lock that that frame, and you see like oh man, mm-hmm. studs against shin. But do you think it's like his not low shin? It's like mid shin. He almost looked like he he knew what was coming. Yeah, but because I mean, you feel like, the like Casimiro felt the contact, what surely like he felt the contact on the shin. So, I think the yeah. he the he knew the moment that the ref was gonna take a look, like he was done for. I think the yeah agreed. I think if he if he had just if he, he didn't like catch the top of the ball, if he had probably gone like just under it, um, if he takes out the man in the follow through. Um, looking at like the position of his leg and stuff, I don't think that would have been given a red. It probably like a yellow. Um, but it's because he went over the top of the ball. I that still he think it's more of the jump of the than shin. the actual contact. Uh, yes, the I contact guess. looked bad, but I think like I watched that. But it wasn't like exactly like, like, a two-footed tackle. It was still like one. It foot wasn't, uh, but but air. he yeah. did the whole like jumping. I think that's yeah. that. Uh, they didn't specifically say why, but um. But how I how else would you reach the ball if you didn't like, kind of like. But that's that's forward. that's the uh, uh, that's, that's how the it best is now, idea. Right? They, like they because there's too like, much yeah, force. Don't go for the tackle, then it's yeah. um it's harsh on him, lah. But I mean, it's it's very different. Like, but we really harsh. Yeah, that's just how the game is now. In in the past, mm. you know, win the ball. Whatever happens afterwards is like you went for the ball. But nowadays, it's like he did contact the ball first. But that's totally aside from the the fact that it's dangerous play. So. Um, in retrospect, yeah, it's deserved. Um, though I don't think it was intentional. That's the only thing that I can say. Definitely I don't not. think he intentionally I don't think went in with malice. Think that it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that in effect, uh, really did change the game. I actually thought United were gonna just try to like, uh, try to nick a goal early on because they didn't really change their um the players straight away. They kind of just kept it like you said. They brought Bruno back a little bit, but the team was still really attacking. You had like Sancho. You still had um. Anthony on the pitch as well and Vekhorst it wasn't I don't know if he went off straight away I don't think so I think there was just a slight delay before he subbed him off for McTominay so at that point in time we still had like all three attacking players 
And I thought, okay, so maybe the tactic is just get a goal and then sit back the rest of the way, which I would have been fine with, but we couldn't manage to get the goal in the end. Um, but we came close, but so did Southampton. There were two times, I think, um, each team hit the bar as well. Um, Fernandez hit the the upright, and so did... Um, I'm not sure who Peters, did it for... Right? Walker, Walker Peters. Peters yeah. yeah. So the game was really open. Um, yeah, I mean... The only thing that I can say is we kept a clean sheet in the end. David De Gea really saved us. And um, that's when you want a good, like, shot stopper. And he's done that on so many occasions. Um, I know that he isn't exactly the best, like, outplaying goalkeeper. So this, these are the games that he really shines in. And I think he got, like, man of the match for the United like, side when they did the voting and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, credit to him. Um, but, yeah, I think... Just looking at like some of the points that we have uh, prepped, Fernandez, right? He's he's really not that guy uh, when your team is losing that you really want on your team. I would say he has this kind of odd character where he, when when he, when we're winning, he's always like the person that we always praise. Like he's the one doing all the uh, the assists. Uh, he's bringing in, he's linking up play. He has great distribution, but when you're losing. He he really kind of um, I don't know. It's just Sucks his the life was, out of the team a bit. Yes, yeah, I mean I even yes. more in that in that Liverpool game. In this game, I think it wasn't as bad. But was he was he wearing the captain's arm arms? Like, yeah, yeah, was he, he was. He was. He was. Uh, because Maguire only came in in like the last five minutes yeah. or something like that. Didn't behave like a captain though. Like like watching as a neutral fan. He's um, he's a captain when we are winning. And you know, like he he tells yeah. the your, the the goal Margin's scorers to go like, and if celebrate. He if, he, if that shot goes in, he's like you know hero, right? But mm. uh, I I'm with y'all. Uh, I so it's it's just the petulance. I think if Fernandez can get that out of his game, he will improve markedly. Like I don't know. Mm. I I I feel like he's just that kind of guy. You know, like we've we've played with this style of people before. Uh, they're yeah. just so competitive. I'm not doubting Fernandez is is a winner and a competitor at heart, but um, I think if he can channel it somewhere else more positively, it's weird, lah. Yeah. He, he never used to do that with Kron, and now he seems to have taken that from Kron. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. so weird. Like Kron used to know. be the chief winger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He d- he's doing it again in Saudi now. Like with his Kron, like he's kind of. He's paid his dues, I guess, which I, mm. I don't like to see it, but it's whatever. Like, but with Fernandes, I don't know. Like, we will see. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we we also see that a little bit with like with, with Neymar as well. Like, it's just this characteristic of some players that they, even if it's something really small, like a uh, oh, actually, it's supposed to be our throw in. He literally like, runs up to the ref and he's like complaining. You're just like, come on, it's a throw in. Like, I mean, yes, you may have really. Like he may have gotten it wrong, but like just move on and like, and 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 just being able to move on and like kind of graft in the game, your teammates will really see you in a different light. I think no one really wants like a crybaby on their team, and th- yeah. and he's coming I mean, across like that. So yeah, I I understand like the benefits of being like vocal, but it comes to a point where, when you are being like petulant, it comes down as outrightly annoying. To yeah. Not just like the opposition, right? But, but that, you know, exactly, like loads of players were vocal. Like Roy Keane was vocal. Rooney was very vocal. 
But the thing with Rooney, right, especially when he he was a bit older, when he grew into that captain role at United, he would have a moan at the ref, he would have like a swipe at a uh, opposing player, and then he would get on with it. Yeah. It wasn't like a, like for a whole game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, United probably were winning a lot more games back then, so not much reason to moan. But it's actually it's this a, season we've been winning f- a fair bit. But even mm. in every game, it doesn't matter. Like he's always Finance like that, just, which is <laughs> just yeah. decides to have like a yeah, maybe yeah, then so yeah. That's the only. It's just more apparent now that he's captain and that uh, the results haven't been as perfect the last few weeks. Yeah, but uh, yeah. a a a draw is better than a than a defeat. So I think to hold you on disappointed to disappointed a lot of Liverpool fans. <laughs> 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 a lot of them are waiting in the wings with some memes, but yeah. No, no, this doesn't yeah, quite nah, have the same ring to it. True, right? This doesn't Damn, have quite right. the same ring to it. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> waiting oh, for yeah, like what, a that what prowse free kick. Oh, I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he actually oh, had man. two free kicks, if I'm not wrong. And every time he's stepping over the ball, I'm just like, that's it. You know, it's it's like what prowse on a free kick. <laughs> it's like a penalty. <laughs> it's like a penalty right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like even worse than a penalty. Sometimes they're just like, yeah, he's probably yeah, gonna nail yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you guys think that um, Watt Prowse will break Beckham's record this season? Because right now he's just one goal behind. Uh, for free like kick the goals. current record of direct free kicks, yeah. Like Beckham's on eighteen, he's on seventeen, so he needs one to match, and uh, two to overtake. Oh, it's 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 in okay. Uh, yeah. I I think he'll I at least tie it. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Insane. I think the thing about Watt I mean, Prowse is kicks. that. We've seen he can score from anywhere. I, I don't see why not. And he's also I mean, like playing every game. I'll probably take it. <laughs> yeah. He's really injured at all. So more or yeah, less yeah. he, he would probably guy. Yeah. Could have used him at Liverpool, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I swear they were going for him at one point. <laughs> We've I, I'm were sure they? we were. I know Sash was an advocate. Yeah. He, yeah I, I mean like the line, bro is a vibe, man. Yeah. I mean, Southampton is basically the, the, the feeder boat. club in, in the past. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, moving on, uh, I just want to bring Lionel into this because he's been really quiet up to now. Um, City grafting out wins against Palace and Harden with his 28th goal of the season via a penalty. And I, I also wrote that in my notes. Um, He has got more goals than Chelsea who have scored 27 in the Premier League. And uh, you guys have been doing it without recognized fullbacks for, well, since Cancelo left. And um, we're going to talk about the other right back (laughs) (laughs) in his shenanigans soon. But uh, yeah, Mm. you guys have been grafting out results more often than than usual because we're so used to watching City and their free-flowing tiki-taka football. But you guys have been resembling a... Jose Mourinho's side more than a Pep side recently. Uh, actually, right, I I, I did watch the game, uh, and I I I was quite surprised. Um, when everyone said like, oh, you know, City are like quote unquote grafting out results. City are narrowly winning. Like to be very Dominated frank, right? Them, uh. <laughs> yeah, I I I, f- I yeah. feel like that scoreline is kind of like underinflating. Uh, like mm. it's like deflating what City how City's performance was really that day like I honestly think City should have beat Palace like 3-0 it's just that um, we we missed a couple of chances I think there were some from Haaland there were some from Alvarez 
and then from other people as well. So honestly, I think one new was it didn't really do it justice. That's why I was quite surprised when everyone said that you know City are struggling now to score. Because people don't watch the game, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I watch the game, honestly, and plus they see it's like, a penalty, you know. Yeah, like, mm. and and like uh, for Palace, right? They actually, I think it's not just um this game. It I think it's been for the last three games. Palace actually didn't have a shot on goal. So I think, uh, you know, earlier early on you were mentioning about um, currently how competitive uh, the relegation battle is, right? I, I feel that Crystal Palace is a team that uh, could be falling into the gulags though, yeah. a couple of, uh, uh, very soon because of the fact that they just can't seem to score any goals. Like, even, even teams like Bournemouth, right? They can still get goals like even though they lost to Arsenal like 3-2 and they lost to and they beat Liverpool 1-0 right I mean the common factor is that they got goals right? but Palace looks like a team that they cannot even score no goals and like three, yeah. yeah zero shots on target in three games if I'm not wrong lah. so Jesus. it's quite it's quite alarming for them I think as for City's style yeah. of play now it's a bit it's a bit different oh, like you can tell that um, Guardiola is trying to experiment with like a a, a, a three three at the back going forward kind of system with like I think yet the game it was like uh, I believe it was uh, the right backs always going forward la, to carry the ball forward and I mean, I mean does it work I think it does like it's quite amazing how uh, the key one of the key formulas for this um, formation right is Bernardo Silva la. so the fact that you know there are a lot of, there is I can kind of foresee a, an overhaul for the entire City team next season because there's there are rumors of so many City players wanting to move, players wanting to be brought in and stuff. So, uh, it could be quite we could see like a a a huge refresh for Man City next season. But I think um, I think. Everything seems to be going quite quite well for, for City. I, I mean, I don't mean to FKB it, but it seems to be going quite well for City in terms of how Pep is trying to adjust the style of play. And I think it's quite amazing that we, we are actually pulling results in um, without De Bruyne, who is currently in the spotlight. Uh, if you guys like check your YouTube, like whether it's old, a- right? Yeah, but but I, but 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 I feel like I feel like this is just how Pep kind of I think this is one of the the ways Pep just manages his like top talents, you know. Like you see what he did with Phil Foden, and then now he's like back into the squad. So I think Pep is trying to 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 bring the same competitiveness in De Bruyne so that he can get back to like a high level game. But yeah, I think right now De Bruyne does honestly belong uh on the bench. Because I think there are so many other people who are playing much better than him, mm-hmm. and and then as for Carl Walker, I don't know what <laughs> what the hell was that. I'm sure that uh from that incident um, Pep kind of sent him to the 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 naughty step. Wait wait, I, I want to I want to ask <laughs> what's what's with City and their fullbacks and <laughs> you know possibly going to jail like. Yeah, like I, I mean, well, I mean, one, one alleged incident was like way worse than the other. Like, let's be fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like with Benjamin Mendy, right? But th- this one, I'm not sure what he was doing. I think he was kind of, I'm sure he was like drunk or, or, high, or high on something. <laughs> yeah, but but 
like I mean the fact that um I, I believe Pep still brought him on um nearing the end right for the the Palace game so mm-hmm. I he think, get mocked uh, by like the, the Palace fans not not really though <laughs> but no. but I would say that I would say that yeah I think uh I mean it it's it's quite a, it's quite a huge laugh for all of us uh. like I mean for those of you who don't don't know what happened right so basically Walker was like at at like a bar or something. And then he flashed his wiener to like a few people. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's what happened. But um I think the media quickly like kind of uh uh, uh brought it down. So I think it's Wasn't I mean, he you present still... at the Delhi Ali thing like a few years ago? Delhi Ali thing. There was an incident with Delhi Ali like like years back, which actually I, was I, the I, beginning of his demise. I, I mean to be honest, I think this is just like the shenanigans of is all it English a, players. Is it an English thing? <laughs> I think it's just an English thing. <laughs> Didn't he influence like Phil um, Foden, right? Phil Foden and Grealish <laughs> that Iceland incident. Yeah, and what? then there was I, an I, Iceland Gre- Greenwood incident? was part of it also, right? Jesus. Or was it just a, I think it was I Greenwood also. Right? There was Greenwood involved also. <laughs> England, get your shit together, man. Walker's yeah. a bad apple, man. Yeah, but I mean I mean uh off off the pitch shenanigans aside, I think Walker yeah. is quite is quite in, is quite crucial to making like this existing uh game plan of Pep work. But yeah, like I mean since uh si- I think this is a good segue to move on to like uh like competitiveness. Like I mean City have been um trying to grind out results which we have done successfully, but I think like Arsenal looks unstoppable man. Like I didn't expect them to to beat, not just beat like, I think they dominated. They comfortably uh, won against yeah Fulham. against Fulham at Craven Cottage, which honestly, like most of us felt that, you know, Fulham has been doing well. Like I I even I myself told you that, um, you guys that, I think um Fulham could actually cause like Fulham could actually pull out a result. But when I saw the score line right, I was like, oh my goodness, like. I think it, I think like it went from one 0 to three 0 very quickly. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, wow, this is, this is gonna be very difficult to chase Arsenal, man. Like, like personally, I felt that, I thought Arsenal would eventually crack under pressure because of their lack of experience to lead. Because there's a difference between like leading the league versus chasing the league leaders, right? But it seems like Arsenal are like grinding out results time and time again and they look like they can't be stopped man so it's a, it's a mixture of like the last minute goals like against Bournemouth and the very comfortable results like against Everton and now against Fulham um, but yeah man like the, the ease at which they dominated a, a Fulham team that mind you uh, like took four points of Chelsea took a point off Liverpool uh, almost took a point off City uh, if you all remember that that game with the late late Haaland penalty, so it's a it's a team that's chasing Europe and Arsenal made it look very easy. Like I think could mm. have been five. I'm not exaggerating. Could have been five, and they rested some of their key players with like twenty five thirty minutes to go. So all in yeah. all, like the perfect day. Gabriel Jesus came back. Should have probably scored, but um, yeah, fantastic result for Arsenal, and I'm sure. BK will play it down, but mm. surely deep down must be, you know, delighted uh, with the three points. Wait, are you happy with uh, Leandro Trossard? I mean, you must be, right? Like, after it's Chelsea, Kazook, uh, Modric, <laughs> and then, like, Arsenal fans were, 
uh, pretty unhappy that you know why haven't we got gone all in for Mudrich and we settled for like Leandro Trossard but it kind of looks like uh, the January signing of the season and you know Mudrich narrowly avoided the 007 <laughs> <laughs> title which uh, I think Sancho has kind of made it his own I think he was uh, the first 007 yeah but I digress so BK Arsenal League lead, uh, sorry Arsenal League champions this season Uh, I, I, I don't know I, Bro, it's still the same thing, right? We said yeah. earlier on <laughs> No, la, I thought more about just the game in itself la, Like what Or who are some players that Maybe took caught your eye And, and sort of Building on the Bournemouth game la, Like after such a Such a such a tight result, you know Bro, I, I, I tell you um, I watched the match uh, The first half of the match That's all you really needed to be fair Yeah. 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 I. I mean. Uh. Uh-huh. There were great goals, but uh, there were some slips. No. There. Uh, I mean, we honestly could have let in two mm-hmm. goals at one point. I think it was in between the second and the third goal. Mm-hmm. There was a blip for a moment. Uh, and we we were bad. Like I think uh Ramsdale made an error. I I don't know how the Fulham guy. I I mean it was a tight corner, but uh, apart from that, right? I don't see how like. I I don't know the the slip was weird because granted that we just came back from that win against Bournemouth so we sl- kind of slipped there and then you slipped the draw against Sporting in the midweek as well and now we are here um I I mean at the end of the day we won three 0 that was a good win uh but realistically I I am a bit paranoid uh in terms of like the mentality of the players like. We're not there yet, so make sure you, you, you know, it was like the I think after January window that phase where we were doing well and more confident, like the players are still fighting hard. It's just there are moments of blips where you're like, I I I don't see City do this. You see, like, I guess Pep is like no nonsense kind of management. Uh, not too sure about Ateta. I think he does a bit of that. Uh, but when I saw those slips, I was like. Mm. Uh, not really what I expected the players to be doing, uh, but obviously they did. And uh, apart from that, like r- really, like the the goals were great. Uh, it was a good team effort, I think, at the end. And hundred percent, I think, if anything, it's good to see like Jesus back on yeah, the pitch. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, because going back to like your previous point that you mentioned, Arsenal's little mini blip. I think every team kind of goes through that. I mean, every team that um wins like the league. I'm not okay. I'm not saying that Arsenal going to win the league, but uh, all um what kind of champions elect they always go through this little mini period where uh, a couple of results don't go in their favor, and then. Doubts start creeping into their minds, but it's how you respond yeah, to that. I agree. I agree on that. That's why I like. I I I don't nitpick on the situation that they are in. I think it's still good that we come off with a win, even uh for those past few matches. Um, but mainly I guess Man City is so tied up your ass, right? You like just like you you can't you can't let down. Uh, you can't let loose. So that probably is the annoying part of the the situation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately the players are doing well, and we really have to take all the points that we can take. Uh, just cause, well, uh, I like I mentioned to you guys the the was it the 
port before. Um, that 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 gauntlet that we're gonna have, I do foresee, yes. we're mm. definitely going drop points. So we have to take whatever we have to take. Uh, yep. Wow. It really, it's really like scripted, man. The what? it's like a mini gauntlet right to the end of the season. It is and not even mini. It's actually quite. It's quite a long one. Yeah, the, the last yeah. eight games are quite intense. Uh, even the home fixtures are like. Big ones, little uh, tricky. Like you see, Southampton, Arsenal. For some reason, Southampton are the bogey team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They'll be fighting for their lives. Brighton might be fighting for Europe. Wolves might be fighting for their lives. So easiest yeah, game on here is probably Liverpool, man. Liverpool <laughs> 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 away is probably the easiest game. But uh, yeah, if if you guys do it, you would have done it the hard way, you know. And I think yeah. ultimately, if you do, if you get it done, it will feel that much more um, satisfying. Yeah, mm. I yeah. think you know. Before I mo- move on, uh, just want to get your thoughts on who your player of the season at the moment is for Arsenal. For Arsenal, player of the season. Yeah, mm. so far. So far, I would give it to Reese. No, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Had us in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to say, I, I don't want to say Odegaard. I mean, men's doing why well. well. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I think everyone else was gonna say Odegaard. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's fantastic. I actually do want to give a shout out to Saliba, though. Mm. I, I think like recently has been quite under, underrated. Um, a bit back to the mean la. Yeah he's still Yeah people forget It's his first year in the Prem Yeah I, I think, I think he's Gabriel still will only get stronger As a pair as well I <laughs> I, I, I don't really want to give Odegaard Just cause like His position in the play you Don't want to so, FKB him right uh, That too uh, <laughs> now, now that I think about it After I said it Then I was like oh, Yeah I probably should uh, Actually might be Partey man Yeah Might, yeah. might actually uh, be Partey I, I, I think All the Stuff around him aside you guys are much worse off without him. Bro, there were some tackles yeah. that he did he's, in that match. or even really some showing that Atletico form ends up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think it could be Partey. I'll even say Zaka. Uh, not Zaka. Saka dropped off a bit of form. Uh, surprisingly, I think Martinelli is picking up some slack. Yep. Uh, Which is yeah, perfect, right? When one guy goes down, you expect someone else to, to, to pick up the slack, which... Uh, yeah. Oh, it, you know what? You guys. If it's not, uh, if it's not, uh, yeah, you, you know what? Ben White could be another shout as well. I think he has done brilliant this mm-hmm. season. For sure, he's uh, in the mix. Yeah, but I think going forward, you guys could use a better right back in terms more of, traditional right back. Yeah, in terms of going forward, because everything is down your left hand side. It's uh. But I, I mean, think that's also in how the Arteta League. likes yeah. to play. It's weird. Yeah, it's 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 like yeah, a, yeah. It's very like systemic in a way. I I I'm not sure what's with the dip with Tomiyasu. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, I do think that I uh, think because he he had like a long injury layoff and like you know if it's not broken mm. yeah, don't, don't yeah then it, then uh. White has been on form and then like after that yeah. like basically after the World Cup Tomiyasu couldn't like pick up the. The, the missing pieces He's fine man Tomiyasu is your West Brown Like Yeah up, I mean if, your West if, Brown. It, <laughs> if it does remains like that I have no complaints Just professional uh, Gets the job done Like Yeah I would love to have Tomiyasu yeah. at Liverpool man I would have Tomiyasu and Mitoma What? <laughs> I mean Mitoma <laughs> might fit the system though 
But yeah. uh, on to that, I think uh, we should move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I oh. mean, like, I, I read a stat, right? Uh, you guys are currently on, what, 62 goals scored this season? And uh, I think comparing to the number of goals that you scored last season, which was only 61, definite improvement. And you guys are, like, scoring goals freely. But um, one team that has not been so far, right, is uh, actually Newcastle United. Uh, I actually have uh, this stat which I wrote down. Hang on, let me just get to it. Uh, yeah, that uh, Newcastle have not scored more than one goal in a game since the 26th of December, which was against Leicester City, in which uh, Newcastle scored three goals. So, um, you know, as a Chelsea fan, right, like I I know what it feels like to not be able to watch a team score goals because it's extremely painful. But uh, yeah, Cash finally scoring two goals against a I could say a revitalized Wolves side. Uh. And uh, yeah, offline right? Like you guys, you I think you were chatting with Lionel. Like you were pretty pessimistic even when was it was it Isak who scored that goal? Yeah, the first goal was by Isak. And uh, mm-hmm. Lionel texted say we looked good and I, I think I replied like don't have much hope and um, I mean mm. I was kind of proven right uh, Wolves equalised though uh, it was like some confusion at the back uh, anyone watch yeah. the game? anyone know the talking point? nah man well, the, no. yeah take us through <laughs> what was the talking point? Uh, so there was this incident uh, unfortunately it um involves uh, Nick Pope again and his uh, bad feet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, away, I remember that. Uh, yeah. He almost got, gave away a pen, right? Yeah. Um, was it a red card as well? Okay, no. So, to me, I think uh, it's a straight red penalty, all that good stuff. Uh, he'll be, uh, along with Casemiro, four-game ban. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would think the referee might say that it's not a penalty or rather VAR because VAR um, decided the, they made the last call uh, I would think that um, who's that fella Gimenez he went he went down a bit too easily he leaned on mm-hmm. Nick Pope and fell if he stood his ground but still fell I think like there'll be a straight rate uh, that, but even without that right like in my mind and I think uh, Wolves will feel very hard done by um, he should be sent off so that was after the f- first goal I think so it, it could have yeah. easily been like 2-1-3-1 to, to Wolves um, back to the game uh, the performance itself honestly we won because we Wolves were just lousy than us we were nothing special um, a lot of players look a little better look a bit more refreshed I think they probably have been through a lot of uh, talks with Eddie Howe I'm, I'm guessing uh, Eddie Howe made some statements as well by taking out Miguel Myron um, even though he came in to score the winner people say like oh you know he, he proved that um, he responded well if you guys take a look at the goal properly right he shot off target his shot was <laughs> off target he deflected uh, I think it's Kilman. Kilman deflected into the goal it looked like super top corner but when you see that the other angle the deflection was, the deflection was very short but you can see that the ball is going out of target so mm. it's it's really uh, we I, at this point of time, um, there's like what, 13 games left, right? I don't have any issue if we lose the top four because, um, I mean, simply put, uh, you know, we, we make a lot of fun about Liverpool and uh, we, we already discussed that, you know, they, they have their own problems of their own, but 
the thing that they all have Liverpool and Spurs is that quality that star power that that fa- that player that can do something out of nothing and we are a very good team uh team set up together that's that's like the system Eddie Howe going for but mm-hmm. the down part of that is that we don't have that special guy we used to have that in the mercurial yeah, player the mercurial, right? we used to have that with uh Maxi but even it's like it's like uh, he's getting bitten by the zombie, so now he's no longer the, the not human anymore. He's part of the zombie, <laughs> and uh, you you can see he's still trying things, but um, he's passing more, which is good. He just needs to find a balance where at times he takes the play on, at times he recycles the ball, plays uh, around with Danburn or whoever. So mm-hmm. I I might I'm not conceding top four yet because I we still have I think two games in hand over Spurs and we are like uh, two points away from them. And mm-hmm. we still get to play them, so it's in our hands. But um, I'm really not. Uh, I'm not as uh, what you call that confident anymore. But maybe that might suit you guys better, like being maybe the outsiders rather than the front runners. Cause at one point you guys look like red hot favorites for third. Yeah. Um. That seems to have gone away from you guys. But uh, maybe you know being like I think. Putting Spurs in a position of control is the worst thing you can do to them. <laughs> that like, is very true, yeah. I swear true. giving Spurs like a two-game lead with like four points, they will crumble. Um, and maybe this will bite me on the ass end of the season, but I've watched them enough. I see Conte's, not even his body language, the man is literally saying it. Trying to get sacked, He's right? literally telling Spurs, like, oh, you want to fire me, fire me. Uh, like, who does that? Yeah. That is, like, the most gangster shit I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's Conte, dude. Like, and yeah, he has, like, yeah. Richard <laughs> Lewis, his own manager. Like, so... I think this top four race... And we, we cannot be arrogant and discount Brighton, Brentford. Yeah. Like, you know, those guys Fulham. deserve as much of a shout as anyone else. It's one of those seasons where I think... Fulham, you know, all these teams have nothing to lose. So, it's precisely like the Liverpools cannot have their arrogance. There's a time to be arrogant and be like, okay, like we are going to do our thing. But now is not the time. And I think going back to Newcastle, uh, perhaps the role of Dark Horses would suit you guys to a T. Um rather than the, the front runners, you know? I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I think what's mm. for sure is that we are a momentum team. Um, even some of our players, like, in the game itself, you can see that uh, they, every good thing they do builds up to something better. I think one of them that's very apparent is someone like Fabian Shah, someone like uh, Jacob Murphy, and even Maxi himself. So, the other kind of players, like, oh, the, uh, Shah puts in a incredibly good tackle or uh, he jinx past players and then you see him getting better and better throughout the whole game so I, I think that's a very good reflection on how we function as a team and that streak itself once it ended you see we took a while to come back and this has, a, has been our first win in a while so uh, I'm not sure about the dark horses thing I, I don't disagree with that but at least for what I know is we are a momentum team and hopefully this starts something off but if I'm not wrong after the next game we are three games away and we use mm. we we are uh, very much a home team because everyone knows yeah. about our fan base, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, it it's it's quite intriguing. I it does not do well for my heart, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I mean it's exciting. It, it's no no matter what, I would 
say it's been a good season because uh, we we achieved this without a lot of that quality which we hope to have. And I've said before on the podcast that uh, about two thirds of the team is still from the championship uh, team. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I really I'm not going to be disappointed. However, it ends. Do you think that it's that exact sort of mindset, right? We've seen this with Man City, right? Like, they didn't get top four right away. I believe it took them maybe two years. They were actually pipped, ironically, by Spurs, Yeah. if you guys remember, on the final day. Um, and you see the contrasting fortunes, right? The same thing might happen to you guys this season. Maybe it's Spurs, uh, not, you know, final day, but it could be Spurs that pipped you all to that top four. But do you think this idea that it's a matter of time before Newcastle hit those heights do you think it might lull the players to be like okay like you know we we, we do, let's just enjoy ourselves and, and not obviously if they can they'll push but there's not that fear that if they miss out this season they're gonna really miss out on things you know I think there are two sides to this Um, one, one side is obviously we have the younger boys like Isak like Gimaresh who will only get better and better faster when good players come in. But on the flip side, we have players like Nick Pope who is suddenly struggling out of nowhere. I mean, he's still a very good shot stopper, yes. But if Eddie Howe wants to play in a certain system, he might have to look further than Nick Pope. If you know, like what three weeks ago or one month ago, we were happy with three very good keepers. We have Dubravka, we have Carriers, and we have Nick Pope. Suddenly, we are like, oh, shucks, we need to <laughs> dip into the market for a, a better goalkeeper. And not just Nick Pope, we have, uh, I mean, uh, Fabian Shaw is not getting any younger. Uh, Trippier is starting to annoy me from his performances. He's making a lot of mistakes. You can see that sometimes he's just like, <sighs> you can you can see the relief in his face when he when, when the ball goes out and he wasn't the one who made a tackle. It's more like the the, the defender's mistake. You, mm-hmm. you can see he's starting to struggle in games. I mean, he's a very he's still going to be a very important uh, player at least for next season where we need his leadership. I believe we're gonna let ourselves go, so we still need him around. But um, if we don't bet in uh, Harrison Harrison Ashby uh, sooner, then it might be a trouble on the right side. So as much as we have a good potential group of players who will get better. We also have a group of players who are um, getting, I wouldn't say lousier, but they are starting to hit the mark where they will decline. So um, investment definitely have to be made. But what I'm confident with for now, uh, because I saw the notes, um, I'm still confident in Eddie Howe, at least for now. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to get <laughs> yeah, replaced next season because... He has um, ultimately earned enough credit in the bank to actually see Newcastle through. Like, if, if they finish in a European spot this season, definitely uh, he is the guy. I mean, he deserves the chance to, to lead uh, Newcastle in uh, like their European adventure, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, as, as things progress, you know, football is a very situational thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you, you win more games, fans win more games their standards will ultimately, you know, go up, right? So, as you guys invest in, like, better players, right? like, taking Chelsea, for example, right? Most recently, uh, Tuchel left, but uh, he really, he, he was pretty influential in terms of uh, winning trophies for what was majority of the Chelsea players who are in the squad this season. So, when you let him go and replace him with a relative unknown in Graham Potter who has only managed Brighton, he hasn't really win 
any major trophies under his CV yet. So, um, to to summarize, right, like some Chelsea players would have their mindset of, um, uh, why should I listen to like a manager who has not won anything in their CV? So. If you're gonna put it in Newcastle context, you guys are definitely gonna get like some pretty good players, like like players who are globally recognized. And it's not in the current squad in in the mentality right now because, um, like trying to be politically correct here, but you guys don't really have any star players, like really global yeah. superstars yet. Like, so when it comes to that, right? Players of that caliber will ultimately be one like want to be managed under, like a manager of like that same caliber, who has won many trophies before. Yeah. So, it's not a matter of if lah, but a matter of yeah. I know. I know. What you mean when? Uh. Okay. Mm. So I I think to touch on this point, I I think most of us can agree that um, on a coaching level, Eddie Howe is very good. So um. When let's say we bring in bring in a player like for example, I, I don't know, um, Marcus Sturm for example, he won the World Cup, right? He might not say that okay, you are a title winning coach, but when you see the difference in your playing because of the coaching, then you might be won over by uh, someone like Eddie Howe. But that being said, we have the situation like um Spurs. I I don't know whether Poch is that good of a coach as Eddie Howe is, but we see that he couldn't bring them to the title winning level so I see your point where we need maybe that guy because Eddie Howe might not be that guy you need a different mentality as a coach a manager or like the environment to win trophies so I do believe that we will get to that stage where hopefully Eddie Howe leaves us with a very very good um, fundamental base Every all the players mm-hmm. are fit they know what's up they're good um, in the basics and fundamentals and then this title winning coach comes in and hopefully win us something yeah, like, I think, right, I think next season, your Newcastle fans will kind of, or rather, I think the expectations of a trophy would be Higher, yeah. even greater than this season. Like, imagine if, if you guys invest in some pretty top-notch players. Like, definitely, I think, I think Carabao Cup is, I mean, as much as we joke about it, but <laughs> Carabao Cup or the FA Cup will be a good step up. And then if how wins one of these trophies right then I think um, maybe my viewpoint on him would change I mean your your viewpoint on, on him would definitely change yeah. but uh, baby steps mm. so I think we're down to Chelsea right jeez <laughs> Chelsea bit, Chelsea yeah we're gonna win the Champions Chelsea League are back. there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> you guys can do about <laughs> it that escalated quickly <laughs> Yeah, so uh honestly the more you, the more people say that the more I feel it's gonna happen. This guy <laughs> is Rory Jennings, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I wrote down on my notes, uh Chelsea are uh, back <laughs> I, re- I, re- I wrote down like, on my Like for me for me right now, right, I don't really care how we play. Like back three, back four, like six at the back. Like right now the the aim is just to see through this season. If we are fortunate enough, uh, you know, get get that European Conference League, man. That's like, like who cares about the Champions League or the Europa League? The the Conference League is where it's at, man. Like that's where all the all the dons are. Your 
uh, Ostersons, your what we call it, Bomo Glimpse. Like, you know, like who who cares about the Bernard Ball man when you can play at like right outside like a school or a hospital? So, um, we I, are I don't know where the hell you were going. To. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just waiting on yeah, that. I was like, <laughs> let, let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> let him manifest. Yeah, man. <laughs> Walk us through the Leicester game, man. Cause I I caught a glimpse of it, <laughs> but uh, as soon as I saw you guys kind of like cruise, I was like, ah, this. this yeah, Enzo's like the best. Happen here. Enzo's the best midfielder in the league. Nothing can convince me otherwise. Like the best Fernandez in the league, man. Sorry, Nate, but it it's true. He's definitely less petulant. <laughs> I mean, like, mm. I keep seeing like, all these, acknowledge, all these acknowledge posts Kai, about bro. Enzo is Chelsea's top assistant <laughs> in the league. <laughs> that has two assists. Where did this confidence How come is that from, even man? possible? How do you yeah, not have that, a player that, who Is that legit won? or is that a troll? It's legit. I, I feel that it's a troll. It's, a, it's legit. Like, the, the post was like, I'll, I'll send it to the chat later. The post was, Enzo Fernandez is now Chelsea's highest uh assist maker this season they didn't put the With number two. by the way but everyone okay. was like man has two assists is it because Virginia left and went to Arsenal uh, he must no, have had more was, right he, he would still be his stats don't go away oh unless the yeah. tweet uh, unless the post was like at the club currently mm-hmm. but still like god damn man you got how do you have like Okay, then again, Reese and like Chua have been out pretty much the whole season. But I mean, I mean to be fair, our season only started like and yeah, you did three game weeks ago. You guys ago, have only uh. scored twenty seven mm. goals, so that makes sense. Yeah, Jeez. our season only started three week game weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. after so your beat Dortmund. Yeah, that's where our season <laughs> truly started. <laughs> yeah, so um, Kai man, two two good games in a row. I never thought I would see that, but it. Okay, um, I don't want to jinx it, but it seems that Havertz's best position, because we all have been trying to actually um, find out what his best position is, like he's been shifted around as, mm. he's been played at right wing back under Lampard, then he got shifted to like, um, was it the number 10? Because we had to uh, accommodate that big lump in Lukaku up front, and then he got pushed as a striker after Lukaku left and then it didn't really work so right now he's being uh, pushed to the, like the, the right hand side of a front tree which I feel that it kind of suits him because he likes dropping deep and his pass range is actually quite underrated for someone who is supposed to be played as a number 10 and I don't think that him being pushed right up front right we're getting the best out of him because his hold-up play is actually... He's pretty weak. La. Like, just to put it in, in, in terms... And he's a lot... He's a lot better playing, coming in from deep. And... Yeah, just just baby stats, man. Like, um... It, the, the Dortmund game was... The best that I've seen. Baby steps, man. has been there for three years. <laughs> yeah, but he won the Champions League, man. That's all... Can, that's uh, all can, that counts, right? Sure, man. <laughs> like... Anything just that has that him, I just report the, the Champions League cut. 
can lah. He's like Mario Gozo, you know. Yeah, like my, my goal for this season, right, on yeah. this show is to get you to acknowledge him. <laughs> like how I got you to acknowledge that Brighton is a good team. Listen, right? Oh, actually, they I, were, I, They became a good team. I've always so waited. Yeah, Kai... Harvard becomes a good player, sure, why not? I always thought yeah, that Kai I mean, was a very good player, I, to be honest. I liked Harvard's at Leverkusen. I was so miffed when you guys signed him and mm. Werner, but he's just not, you know? No, Never because we up. had we had dumbasses who don't know how to mm. use him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like imagine like employing me and asking me to like do like data analytics. Man, I would freaking die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just putting like real world analogy into into football. But um, yeah, glad that that Chile is back and and bro, yeah, like Cucurella has been big, awesome, big. man. Like, um, what Porter did right was. He, he did the right thing like he he knew that Cucurella was having a bad game he knew that everyone and even like his own fans right were turning against Cucurella they were like booing him off the field so he decided to take him out of the firing line you know bench him and he made a massive gamble by actually starting Cucurella against Dorman like when I saw him in the lineup as a left center back against Dorman I thought um, it's it's a it can either go 0 or 100. Like, you can either... It could be his redemption arc, or it could be the game that ends his Chelsea career, and fortunately, it went, like, the right way. He was insane against Dortmund, and against Leicester, he... He wasn't as good as Dortmund, but he did put up a good shift. So, uh, right now, things are currently a, a, a small uptrend on, on the performances, because we do look like we know what we're doing like they, the players do like look like they know what they're doing um, which was a far cry from like the past what 10 games ago when we couldn't score couldn't defend and I didn't even know what was going on it was like a chore to watch Chelsea play man and when it sinks to that level I think I think Cash can relate to that as well like, yeah. un- like it was like Bruce Ball yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, like we are at a lofty. You no, know, are we still in at ninth position or are we in tenth? I don't even know. You, I mean, you I think are still tenth, but like you said, it's not about the league, right? Yeah, I mean, it, baby steps, man. I'm just glad that I don't have to scroll all the way down, <laughs> like page two of the Premier League table, just to to look at Chelsea. It's just. Yeah, the the aim the aim for this season with that is, plus one goal difference get in. Mm, yeah man hey, positive right yeah positive yeah, thoughts for sure, for positive sure. mental attitude yeah so the goal for this is now we're happy with uh, conference league and you're only 5 see... points behind us if you beat Liverpool it, that's like 2 points it's nothing no, but right th- the thing is that uh, reality is that uh, like BK mentioned <sighs> that Arsenal have like a gauntlet Chelsea also has a gauntlet we have Ooh, let me check. I think City at home hey, wait sorry City we have to play City and then Arsenal at home and then and then you guys and then Brighton, and then um, Man United. What was it? I think Arsenal. Yeah, Man United. So Newcastle on the last day. And Newcastle, yeah. So it's huge as gauntlet, man. But why does it, everyone <laughs> have a gauntlet? What the hell is going on? Because they're all playing each other. Gauntlet league, man. I think City is the only one who doesn't really have a gauntlet. Relatively smooth, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly. But for some reason, right? If um, fate has it that. Chelsea win the Champions League. It's, 
I don't know. How, how are you guys going to react to that? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Can I, can I, I just ask... I off social media for a few days. Can I just ask, like, um, if Chelsea win yeah. the Champions League, does fourth place become mm. a Jeopardy? No. Uh, I don't think so. No, no, right. no. no it used to be... It used to be like that when... Uh, when I do remember when yeah, um, just finished was it, fifth it was, or sixth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Spurs finished fourth. Yeah. And then they were happy, but Chelsea won the Champions League and then... So it got kicked out. But I think uh, top four is a gimme. Like, even though... Wasn't uh, there a year where you guys knocked Newcastle off off? Yeah, then we played in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was the Papi Cissé season. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. That was... Uh, Newcastle finished fifth. Chelsea finished sixth. Then Spurs finished fourth. Ah, okay. You're right. You're yeah. Right, you're right. So we knocked Spurs off. That's right. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, for now, was, I think yeah, I like that there. <laughs> yeah, so um, five teams from a particular league can participate in the Champions League if uh one of the team that doesn't finish in the top four, mm. uh, wins the Champions League, mm. and the previous season. Uh, so, yeah. Damn, that would be truly the the end of football. <laughs> anyway, next season's Bolu Champions League is is like a league table, right? Yeah, man. I, oh my gosh! That's yeah, for, that's that's for another episode. Like that I think one. we 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 need like a a standalone episode for that because I mean those who I don't know who I have played FM, you know how it yeah, works. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, I don't I don't quite enjoy it, but wait, wait. I seen the FM has this. Yeah, format. once you reach yeah. the second yeah. season, you the Champions League changes. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that like um the Super League, but? Yep. Uh, UEFA yep. approved. Yeah, yep. that's the whole it's, point. Yeah, it's honestly worse. Like you have more <laughs> random teams. No, it's you like, you play more difficult teams. You don't have that like the one in a group. You have that fodder team, right? No, no, no. But compared to what the Super League would have been, oh, Super right, League right, was like twelve teams. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one is like I think twenty four to thirty. I but you play a select. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't even right. you, you don't play all of the teams. You play like maybe in you have a, a small groups seat. within the league. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. So it's still a group lah, but it's it's just weird lah. <laughs> uh, I mean, since we're on the topic, why not we just move it to fraud watch? Yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, okay, for me, I put the Brinjal and the England flag, so I, I think that represents Carl Walker lah. <laughs> I mean mm. for his um doesn't get much more long nanigans than that, yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna be on a naughty step until the end of the season. Well, I mean maybe Pep is just like the embarrassment of getting found out is punishment enough. I don't know. Mm. Maybe he got fined. Yeah. Got banned from hanging out with Foden and Grealish. Is that like, you know when, like you when, said, you when you said hanging school. when you said hanging out right? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like, <laughs> I wish I planned that, but it wasn't unfortunately. Um, how how about you guys, man? I'm I'm just gonna go for Nick Pope. Oh yeah, Nick Pope. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that by the way. It's, I don't know how that wasn't given. I think Jimenez maybe knocked the ball too far, but still like, damn man, got away with that. Yeah. Okay la, yo yo maybe good karma but uh for me it's also easy it's like it's just Salah after the <laughs> heights of last week getting breaking the record to like that not just the penalty miss but pretty much not really showing up all game 
yeah got to got to throw my man in there mm. about the the three uh the three amigos man uh, by three amigos i mean like bk nathan and, <laughs> and the, the man united fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> that man united fan <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think I I personally have to elect the entire front line of Crystal Palace, uh. Like to not have a sh- a shot on target for the past three games, right? Is is shocking, la. But isn't that down to the coaching? Isn't that yeah. down to Vieira? Yeah, it kind of seems like Vieira, like Vieira and Crystal pa- Vieira's Crystal Palace is in a stalemate now, and and the thing is, I think they got comfortable a little bit too early. Mm. And then now, now the the look just looking at the table, right? I believe it's three points. 12, yeah, from twelve it's three to, points, man. I believe I believe from like twelve all mm. the way to like the the drop zone, right? It's like if I'm not wrong, it's like what C- only a couple of points. I think so, everyone except uh, Villa in eleventh. Everyone below Villa yeah. is like on twenty seven points. So like twenty seven mm. to twenty four points. Yeah, I I think they they, Sh- they shout out back. Liverpool <laughs> Not Brett yeah. Bomber for have been cut adrift. Yeah, I think they kicked back a little bit too early and went went to the beach. But I think now they got to pack up and start, uh, <laughs> uh, moving forward again. Uh. like it's, it's no longer an easy thing feat for them to, to oh yeah to stay I safe. For- I forgot to mention this like uh when we we're talking about Chelsea and Leicester, but Leicester look bad, man. Yeah, they, they look bad. like they the World Cup out. break probably affected them the most out of yeah. every team. Yeah, you know, you know, I mem- I remember a couple of uh, uh episodes ago, I I I kind of like praised uh, Walt Fast, right? Yeah, he looks horrible now, man. <laughs> you FK beat him. Yeah, he looks damn horrible now. I I, I did I did watch a bit. Did of you do it after he scored the own goals against us. Uh no, that was be- I think it was before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> he really looks horrible, man. Didn't yeah. he just get sent off? I think he did. Yeah, I think he yeah. did. Yeah. Huh? He got sent off. Yeah, he got sent off. Uh, 87 minutes. Mm. Damn. Like, FPB yeah, yeah. curse I, is I, real. I, I went on the Leicester, like, IG page, right? A lot of people are, like, very, very worried. And they are saying they, they need to cut Rogers loose now. If not, I think they genuinely believe. Like, I mean, every fan in that position would think they are the one going down. But I think mm. the Leicester fans, they feel like they're going to be the the too good to go down. Yeah, but I feel same can be said for West Ham and David Moyes mm. as well, man. Like, same yeah. exact situation. I'm honestly shocked Moyes hasn't gone yet. No, do, I'm do, not do, against Moyes, but like, goddamn, man. Like, uh, you know, apart from like, teams like, such as like, Leeds or Bournemouth or, for, or like, you know, back then, Forest, right? Mm. Who, who many people were kind of like, right damning them yeah. to go down. I kind of feel like, we could actually see a wild card Relegation from either one of 100%. West Ham or or Leicester. I, I kind of look feel form it's, for form. it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it could possibly we could possibly see one of these teams who you know last season, like they have been pretty established in the league. You know, go down, man. I think it's very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, are yeah, Everton out of that, or do you think that they are also in that mix? Still in the oh, mix. they are I definitely yeah, in that mix. Yeah, that, but, but they I, look but I feel like Daish, yeah, Daish will help them survive, mm-hmm. man. I have this feeling. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they'll just have enough, just to mm. scrape it out, and then they'll find themselves in the same position next year. <laughs> I think they have quite a lot of home games, right? Like uh, Everton, like coming to the end of the season. I think that that saves them, like the home form. 
Yeah, I think yeah, I I think Daish is also more experienced. You look at never been Moise relegated West before. Ham, um, yeah. because sack, Moise like, and West Ham have sort of been not to this extent. Certainly not Rogers at Leicester. I think Moise got relegated with Sunderland. Yeah, but I mean that was he pretty much came in when mm. they were like down in the dumps. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I I expect us to see a couple more sackings before the end of the season. Mm. I don't uh, actually have much of a fraud, but I thought you that go the watch. Yeah, but actually, I want to say without it sounding too much like an excuse that I think that Anthony Taylor has an agenda against United. He's Bro, he has a Taylor. Uh, he's an agenda against Chelsea as well. Like he's really bad. Maybe he's like, just a bad referee. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just terrible. Ever thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean his his decision making besides just besides the red card, I think he gave a lot of other very sus calls in the game, and to the point that Ten Hag had to come out and say something. And Ten Hag's not really like a clop; he doesn't usually go after the ref. So mm-hmm. yeah, it it takes one to really like one bald fraud on the pitch to to make another one <laughs> off the <laughs> pitch <laughs> bubble over. So. Yeah, I'm gonna put Anthony Taylor. Man's a bit sus. Uh, hate that guy. <laughs> mm. If he gets banned from United and Chelsea games, that's like half, or like like a that's third the, that's of televised <laughs> games done, man. <laughs> that's United yeah. for the title charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we get Beaks already? Uh, I don't know. have anyone really this week. Yeah, mm. I don't for think. fraud or for boss. Mm, nah, no, no, not to my. This is Jesus, man. For coming nah, back. Nah. Did he even come? I mean, I mean if boss <laughs> out to throw Trossard just cause like you mean Bossat? Yeah, Bossat, man. Bossat, bossing that that three assist. three assists Had... in the first half. Mm. Yeah, it's really insane. January signing of this season. Berlin the all like I told you he was like Hazard <laughs> two point zero. You guys laughed at me, right? I, I I actually do remember <laughs> Sash saying that before. I yeah, actually do. Right, like somewhere in my head, I was like, I heard this before somewhere. But I also pinned Sash saying that he sucks. <laughs> I <have been laughs> Sorry, what? I pinned I pinned you saying he sucks when Arsenal signed him. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Mm. Fair enough, fair. Alright, so I think we come to the end of uh, this episode. Like, well, it's a it's a doozy, man. One and a half hours. So, uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, do follow us on our socials at Full Kit Banter. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the panel: uh, Cash, uh, Nathan, BK, Pascal, and uh, Lionel. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Signing off. <laughs>